Today's scripture is from the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 4, verses 9 through 12. Two are better than one, because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up the other. But woe to one who is alone and falls and does not have another to help. Again, if two lie together, they keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? And though one might prevail against another, two will withstand one. A three-fold cold cord is not quickly broken. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. seated. So this is something completely different, Ecclesiastes. I have not preached from Ecclesiastes. It doesn't show up in the lectionary very often. It, it is suggested for a New Year's text. There is that, that text from Ecclesiastes you're probably familiar with. There is a time, there is a season for all things. Makes you kind of hum a bird song, right? Um, and, you know, it just doesn't come across as something that we choose from often. This year, New Year's will be on a Sunday, but spoiler alert, we're not going to preach from Ecclesiastes then either. So let's talk a little bit about this book that we are probably not all that familiar with. The book of Ecclesiastes is a wisdom book one of three wisdom books in the Old Testament. And it stands in pretty sharp contrast to the other two. It is very different from the pithy certainty that you will find in Proverbs and the troubling questioning of the book of Job. Ecclesiastes' teacher tells its readers over and over and over again that life is hevel. Life is meaningless. Life is vapor. It is asserting that life is a vapor that no matter how much we attempt to grasp the beauty and the goodness and the justice that life can offer, no matter what we do, life, quite simply, always ends in death. Whether you're rich or poor, whether you're wise or foolish. Life is random in nature, no matter what you do or don't do. That sounds really dire, <laughs> but I think most of us would agree that there is a deep, profound truth to what is written in this book. Ecclesiastes, though, is not meant to depress but is meant to prod its readers towards a deeper faith that comes with the understanding that despite the fickle nature of life, we can and should enjoy the simple things that give us pleasure when we do experience them, and that we can rest in the knowledge that God will one day clear the vapor that is our current experience of life 
and will indeed make all things right. All that said, the text that Jim shared with us this morning really doesn't sound all that gloom and doomy. It sounds like something we might read in Proverbs until you add a few verses before it to put it in its full Ecclesiastes context. So I'd like to read verses 7 through 12. I'm going to switch to the Common English Bible. Here's what it says. Next, I saw something under the sun that was pointless. There are people who are utterly alone, with no companions, not even a child or a sibling. Yet they work hard without end, never satisfied with their wealth. So for whom am I working so hard and depriving myself of enjoyment? This, too, is a pointless and a terrible obsession. See? Pretty mopey. <laughs> then today's text. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their hard work. If either should fall, one can pick up the other. But how miserable are those who fall and don't have a companion to help them up? Also, if two lie down together, they can stay warm. But how can anyone stay warm alone? Also, one can be overpowered, but two together can put up resistance. A three-ply cord doesn't easily snap. So these are wise words about the power of community in a very unsure world. Words made more wise, I think, when you set it in contrast with the previous words about the lonely nature of life when it is lived and worked in solitude. The power of community, the power of a faith community, the power of our community here at Alabaster First is something that we have been focusing on this month, Stewardship Month. We know that we as Christians are called not to a solitary life of faith, but to a communal life of faith. A life where God assembles a variety of gifts, talents, passions, and perspectives to form something much greater than what would be accomplished if those same gifts, talents, passions, and perspectives were left to work for good on their own. Here in our church, and in other Methodist churches, and in other Baptist, Lutheran, Episcopalian, Presbyterian, Catholic, every other denomination and expression of church, God puts together groups of people to do his work in ways unique to each community. Both the communities within the church walls and those without. When communities of faith are formed, the impact those communities have increases exponentially with each soul that becomes a part of the community, with each gift that they give to the ministries of that community, with each talent that they pair with the talents of others to do God's work, with each passion that they bring to refuel those whose embers, quite honestly, might have been dying, and with each perspective that brings new eyes and ears to the community that surrounds them. Our stewardship image this year has been a simple but profound one, 
an image of the ripples that emanate from one drop of water into a pool of water. Sometimes it is easy to feel as mopey and forlorn as the author of Ecclesiastes when we consider the world around us and all that needs God's touch to make it better. But then we remember the power of community and the shared work that is done when we come together in God's name to do it. Will we solve all of the injustices of the world, banish all of the challenges that face those who live and breathe, eliminate all suffering? No. But together, we can be a transformative power in the world. I'd like to share with you some words from Pastor Arthur to close out our stewardship series, words that he shared with me about today's text, today's purpose, And these are words that challenge and inspire me, so I hope they will do the same for you. Just think about what a little bit can do when it's increased by all of us doing a little bit. A gift of $5 a week from 100 people becomes over $24,000 a year. A gift of $20 a week from 100 people becomes around $100,000 a year. Can you imagine what it looks like when a hundred people pray about a need in the community? Can you imagine what it looks like when a hundred people volunteer to help VBS, Mana Ministries, Discovery Weekend, Angel Trees, on and on and on? Can you imagine when a hundred people attend different small groups and friend groups and says to each of those groups, I wonder what we personally can do for a project, to sponsor a ministry, to pay for a child to attend camp, to volunteer, to watch kids for teacher work day. I tell you what happens. We see the kingdom of God grow bigger. We see something that no single person can do on their own. We see that we're part of something so much bigger than ourselves that it doesn't just change the space around us, but it changes communities and systems and school districts. When we see everyone making sacrifices to support ministries, care for the facilities where lives are impacted, volunteer their time, offer their prayers, open up their Bibles, and take deeper investments in their faith, we see stronger individuals stronger families, stronger relationships, stronger ministries. We see a stronger witness to God's grace, salvation, and purpose in the world. A threefold cord is not easily broken. Imagine what a cord of 300 can do, of a thousand. Those cords can take on anything. I would love to see what God can do with a cord that strong. May our Creator God create something new with us in the year to come using the gifts that we joyfully give as led by the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we are so thankful for the cord that you have woven here in this community. We know that there are other pieces of this that are out in this world around us that don't know you, that don't know us, that don't know hope and love. 
Lord, help us in the year to come to deploy all that we give in a way that serves you and our neighbor. Thank you for our blessings. Thank you for the way you put them together here. Thank you for the opportunity to serve. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.